0: Hello, and welcome to The Empress Podcast. I am your host, Jessica, known in the online space as Jess the Empress. I started this podcast to help you be present with yourself, cope with chaos, and simplify your life. I do this by combining psychology, behavioral science, and the tarot. I have a background in mental health, specifically a master's in clinical social work from USC, and I'm a professional tarot reader. So get ready to have a nurturing, creative, and empowering experience with me as we use practical magic. Hello, friends. I hope you're well. Welcome or welcome back. My name is Jessica. I'm a professional tarot reader, intuitive, and coach. I guess you could say I'm an empowerment coach. I haven't really like advertised that as a label, but I find that's what I do a lot of the time help empower other people. And along that topic, we're not going to do any tarot readings today. We are going to get into this idea of power. And I love power. Let me just say, this might be controversial and you might be like, whoa, she's a crazy lady. But the fact is I do genuinely love power. And I see a lot of my clients being really scared to use their power, to step into their power it's a theme. It's a thing I've noticed, and I thought, you know what it's time to bring it to the podcast. It's time to talk about this because I want to see you guys feeling powerful. You deserve it. You really do. You deserve to have a healthy relationship to power. So I'm going to be giving you six different strategies in this episode. Make sure you have a pen and paper or the notes app, you know, open in your phone definitely save this episode. You're going to want to come back and listen to it a few times. I have a feeling, but let's get into it. Let's get into it. And I'm wondering if you've ever heard people say, Oh, you're afraid of success or you're afraid of power. You know, those people might be right, which I know is kind of a bummer because you don't want to be afraid of success and you don't want to be afraid of power. And yet you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be powerful. So let's fix this. Let's actually shift your energy today in this episode. I know that you have a healthy, un, un excuse me. I know you have an unhealthy relationship to power. I'm going to list the signs of an unhealthy relationship to power. And like I said, don't worry, we're going to fix this. We're going to shift you into energy of feeling way more empowered and having a healthy relationship. So it's okay. If you're a little on the unhealthy side, I got you. If you're hesitating to take on leadership roles, and it doesn't matter where you are, it could be like school, work, your own house in any area of your life, really just even your own personal decision-making and your alone time. If you're hesitating to take on that leadership and going for something, that's a sign that you have an unhealthy idea of your own power. If you're avoiding situations where you have to assert your authority, that's an issue. When you have responsibility given to you and you like immediately freak out because you're overwhelmed and you're anxious and you start to spiral, that's another sign. When you think that people who have power are bad, you know, if you feel like, oh my God, I can't have power because it's going to corrupt me. I'm going to be this evil person. That's a sign. If you worry about when you have power that you're going to be turning into this like dictator or this tyrant, that's another sign. And then the last one I see is people who are scared to take action because they're so afraid of failing. They're so afraid of getting it wrong. They're not using their power, so they're just kind of sitting there doing nothing. So like I said, if you're on this list, it's not a problem. I've got, these, I've got these strategies for you. So I want you to get unstuck. I want you to have a good relationship with your power. But first, we have to challenge a few things here. So the first strategy, let's understand the nature of power. Power is amoral, meaning it's not either good or bad. Power is just power. You get to decide what you do with your power. Your intentions and your actions matter. If you don't know what you're going to do with your power, then you're probably not going to do the best with it. And I want you to do the best with it. So I want you to start by outlining your ethics and your morals, your use of this power and how it would impact other people. When you're doing this, when you're looking over your power flex, so to speak, in this way, you're ensuring that it goes in a good direction, right? In in a direction that is going to be creating a positive change and positive impact. I wanna give you an example. There's a philanthropist, you may or may not have heard of her. Her name is Mackenzie Scott, and she's given over $14 billion to over 1,600 nonprofits nationwide. And this is a great example of someone who's using their power and influence for good because they believe in community. They believe in community care and helping out future generations. I feel like it's really important that we put healthy examples of power in front of us because I'm sure you know, you don't have to look that hard to find examples of negative uses of power. That's almost crammed down our throat every day of a person who abused their power. And I can understand that we think that power is inherently bad, but the issue with that is you're never going to step into your power if that's what your core belief about power is. You need to neutralize it. That's why I say power really genuinely is amoral and it comes down to your intentions And how you act as a person with power and influence. Because you have it, you know, whether you want to or not, you do. And how you direct it is important. So consider how you're directing it. And consider deepening your intention with power. So the second strategy is challenging your limiting beliefs. Like I said, if all you think that power is is just this, like, horrible thing and you shouldn't have it. And that all people with power are bad you're never gonna take action. You know, you're gonna just be so scared of how it's gonna quote unquote change you that you're never gonna to want to, you know, have a relationship to it. And you're just really only creating an unhealthy connection and idea of power. You're reinforcing a negative limiting belief. And I'm not saying you're wrong here, like for having this belief, but I'm also saying it's not helpful. So let's shift it. And tons of people have limiting beliefs about this. If you have conversations, about power with people, I guarantee you at some point in the conversation from several people, you'll hear these collective sayings of like, yeah, power is bad, power corrupts, power is evil, everybody with power only does bad things. And like, it's actually not true. Power won't make you bad. And if you're scared that it will make you bad, what do you need to put in place to ensure that you don't go down? The corrupt path, right? Like you can actually create a safety net here, and you can make a preemptive strike against something that like you don't want to have happened. But it takes some forethought. And we're challenging these limiting beliefs. I want you to also consider: Haven't you already made positive changes? You know, with the power that you have. Like, why would that stop now? Just because you have more power, or more influence, or more reach? it probably wouldn't. So again, here we are challenging that idea. And then where, who told you that power was bad? Like, where did that even come from? I, I see a lot of times, you know, people who don't want you to be powerful, they'll tell you power is bad. And you know why? It's because it keeps you powerless. It's a strategy. It's not a, it's not a good one, but it's a powerful strategy. (laughs) It works. So What do you want to believe about power? What do you want to believe about what you can do with power? Again, you get to craft your mindset and your belief system. I can't do it for you. I'm just hoping that this gives you a jumpstart into considering where your limiting beliefs are blocking you from truly stepping into power, asking for more power, and using the power that you already have. All right, guys, our third strategy is we're going to start small. I cannot stress this enough because it's literally the best way to gain confidence. When I say small steps, I mean use what you've got in front of you. So if you're in a meeting, say something. If you're in your household, share your preferences, make requests, set boundaries. All of that is a use of power. If you can take on a leadership role, no matter where you are, it. take on a little bit more responsibility. And then as you start to handle your power, you're going to adjust to it and you're going to feel better. Like I said, you're going to feel more confident and then you're going to want to take on more and more responsibility, have greater reach, have greater influence. We love that, right? All right. Strategy number four, practice self-care. I see this happening all the time. (laughs) Like, People who are in powerful places, if you ask them again and again what's important, they're going to tell you something along their self-care practice is a priority to them. And they do not have any, it's a non-negotiable. You know, they're like, I get eight hours, that's it. <laughs> like, it happens. So take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. This also helps you build confidence, but but more so resilience. There is a lot of stress that comes with power. I'm not going to lie, you know, but that means you care. Like if you didn't care, you wouldn't feel stressful. You would just be like willy crazy nilly about it and just throw caution to the wind and not think about the impact that you're having. That's not, that's not the vibe. So building confidence, feeling resilient all happens when you're taking care of yourself. So like I said, Sleep, exercise, eating healthy, or just adding more greens, you know, to your plate. Spending time doing things that you actually enjoy. Literally the basics, but the basics are often overlooked. And I just cannot tell you how many times (laughs) I talk to powerful people and I'm like, yo, did you like drink enough water today? And they're like, oh my God, I'm dehydrated. And I'm like, yeah, no wonder it's harder for you to make decisions right now. You're not feeling good. Hydrate. Give your brain what it needs to help you because decision making is going to be much easier. Using your influence under stress is going to be more natural to positively use your influence under stress. Excuse me. is going to be more natural when you're taken care of and I want you to be taken care of, right? All right. Number five, seek support. Y'all, we don't need to be out here doing this alone and I'll tell you the truth. Powerful people, or people that have a healthy relationship with power, let me say that. Let me let me stress the healthy relationship aspect of things. They do not work in isolation; like they don't just take their ideas to the top and start, you know, pushing policy changes or whatever changes in the household, any type of change. They don't do that without consulting people. Okay, they do not surround themselves with the yes men. That is very, very problematic. You want people that have differences of opinions and worldviews and experiences around you because it's necessary. It's crucial even. That support, first of all, you're going to get encouragement. You're going to get motivation, but you're also going to get accountability. And accountability is huge for anybody in a position of power, no matter how small the power We all sometimes need a little bit of an accountability buddy to come in and be like, "Mm, did you think about that? (laughs) Or you have thought about it and now I'm going to check in with you to see, did you follow through on what you knew you had to do? This will help you have a balance with your power. You know, not getting too egoic about it. We have a healthy relationship. We have a healthy ego to power. We're not fearing our power. We're not letting the fear stop us, right? But we're also not thinking we know everything and that everyone else sucks and that we can just make changes and it doesn't matter who we impact, all right? That balance, like I said. So make sure you've got your friends, your family members around you, professional therapists, coaches, you know, the people that you can count on. That's who you want to surround yourself with. Your, whatever your support system looks like, bring them in and ask them for some feedback about how can you have power in your life. I'm sure they're going to give you, I'm sure they're going to give you some ideas, All right, you guys, lastly, number six, embracing failure. Remember I said at the beginning that a lot of people are so afraid of their power that they don't even use it? They're afraid of failure. I don't want you to be afraid of failure. I want you to normalize failure. Failure means that you actually care and that you're trying, and that's a really beautiful thing. So take action. I need you to accept that you're going to get it wrong sometimes like you need to face that reality but what you also need to do is understand that the follow-up after the failure is what matters if you've harmed someone then you need to figure out what you're willing to do to get things right to make it right and to repair that's what counts you can set the best intentions and still do harm That's okay. I'm not saying it's like, oh yeah, we love it. Thumbs up. But I'm saying like, it's, you have to give yourself grace here. You have to give yourself permission because you're not perfect. No one's perfect. You're human. You're just going to mess up. You're going to have setbacks. It's a normal part of the growth process. And like I said, It doesn't mean that you're like weak or anything. It just means that you've got a lot of opportunity to grow and to learn and to improve. And we love that because you're on the trajectory of continuing, continuing is key word here, using your change for positive impact. I love this, right? Overcoming your fear, it does take time. You know, the fear of power, it takes time. But I'll tell you that it's definitely worth your effort because having a healthy level of power Is important for creating change. If you want to create change, you need to have a healthy relationship to power. Point blank. Period. Specifically, your power. You know, and people hand power over to you without you realizing it. Some of y'all listening, you may be handing some of your power over to me by thinking, "Oh, she's an expert. She knows a hundred percent what she's talking about." And I fucking hope you don't say that to yourself. (laughs) I'm gonna challenge that and be like, "I'm definitely." I'm going to get it wrong. You know, I know some things, but I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm like an expert at anything. Really. I have a lot to learn and I have power. Part of it is, you know, you, you're giving it to me. You're, but also it's that I'm using my podcast and my platform to help people really be empowered in their own day-to-day lives. Right. And focus on the things that they can control and from that place Feel better. I mean, I genuinely believe that, and I do hope that I do have that impact. But I'm going to mess up sometimes, you know, I am. But I'm not letting that stop me. There'll be more podcast episodes. Y'all will see my face on the internet, you know. Anyway, but I know that you guys, I want you to have a healthy relationship to power. I want you to feel good. You know, I want you to feel like you matter. I want you to feel like the impact that you have matters. So be persistent, be persistent in your growth in your use of power and also be willing to challenge your limiting beliefs. That's probably the biggest area of work that I do with clients is identifying limiting beliefs, challenging limiting beliefs and writing new beliefs. And the thing is, is new levels, new devils, meaning the next level that they get to, Oh, there's a new limiting belief that we get to tackle. And that's great. I mean, I love doing that with you guys. Like I, I, it's one of my favorite things to do actually, because it just shows you that you don't have to stop no matter what amount of power you have. It's like you're always going to have this sort of, hmm, part of you, you got to check a little bit. But it's not going to stop you from using your power in a positive way. It hasn't stopped any of my clients, so I don't know why it would stop you. You can absolutely develop this healthier relationship to power. You can totally have a healthy I just said that you can have a healthy relationship to power, and you can make you know positive impacts in your life and in in the world around you. Um, I think being an effective change agent is really really important, and I know you can do it. So if you ever want to work together, just text me. My number is one nine zero nine six one nine twenty eight thirty one, or you can visit Jess. Empress.com. you can also follow me on instagram and tiktok at jess underscore the underscore empress and instagram and tiktok have very different vibes you're gonna get a lot of like collective readings and horoscope readings on tiktok whereas instagram is just like a totally different (laughs) it's a different vibe so follow me on both because we love it But I really genuinely hope that this gives you some clarity about maybe your own limiting beliefs about power and a roadmap for overcoming that fear and truly embracing the fact that you are a powerful person and you can have a positive change. You can make positive change in the world. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye.